0: successful people do they think differently yes five ways we're diving in Welcome to Success Convo. I have the almighty Kate with me today. What's up, Kate?
1: Good to be back. Miss doing this.
0: She has put together an awesome presentation. I have no doubt. I have no idea what she's going to hit me with, but there are apparently five keys here.
1: Five ways that people who are successful think differently than the average person.
0: Damn. I'm kind of curious because I'm going to play a little game with myself. I'm going to see if I'm successful or not based on these 5 tips. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to try to poke you here and go back and forth with what works and what doesn't. So let's do this. I think
1: you hit all of these pretty well, but we'll see.
0: Thank you for the vote of confidence. <laughs> let's let's see how it plays out.
1: All right, number 1 is be specific. We've talked a lot and I know you've talked maybe on prior podcasts and certainly in other presentations you've given about SMART goals. And we'll probably do a whole separate podcast on SMART goals at some point. But the first part of SMART goals is setting specific goals. Goals that are not so enormous that they feel overwhelming to you. When you say, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. That's a lot of weight. If you don't break that down into bite sized pieces, you can get very discouraged very quickly because you're going to lose sight of the bigger picture when you don't instantaneously hit that big goal. So break Breaking things up into manageable pieces is super important. So rather than saying, for example, I'm going to get more sleep, that's something I'm not very good at. I know you struggle with sleep issues too. Instead of saying, I'm going to get more sleep, you say, I'm going to be in bed by 9.30 p.m. And whatever I got to do to make that happen, I'm going to do, but I'm going to be in bed by 9.30 p.m. Being specific in that way is going to make you more focused and it's going to increase the chances of you hitting your goal because you're going to have mentally established a plan for how to get there rather than just set this sort of esoteric goal that you have no way how you're going
0: to accomplish it. And I don't think many people are setting goals just based on that notion. If you look behind me right here, I have a list and they're very specific. How many do I have over here? Nine specific goals that I have to hit tomorrow. And these are actual specific things that need to get done. These are not big picture ideas. And that's what I mean. Most people, I I fully agree with this one, by the way. Most people are out here just with this dream or this this huge vision of what they want to do. Look at Instagram. How many CEOs do you see? Oh, a ton. And that's all they have is a CEO tag in their Instagram profile, this kind of thing. You're not drilling down. You don't have a product. You don't have any understanding. But back to the 100 pounds goal, Well hundred percent people are shooting for these massive big picture things which is great but that's not something you should be out there spouting off talk about and chase and write down the thing that you can get done the five inches in front of your face that's one of the things I say all the time what is literally within my grasp what can I see right now that I can grab and attack and do because so many people aren't doing anything they're just big picture dreamers, especially in the society we live in today, because one of the biggest things about this society, what what can you do? You can actually go on right now and see a billionaire's Instagram profile right next to the kid you went to high school with who now does meth, right? So we're in a world where everything is so within reach and we can flip right to that next profile. So we set our goals to be these massive goals. Cause we think we're about to hit it because we just got done looking at a guy who's in a private jet it's not going to get you there. You got to drill down. So 100%, I'm with that. And I do that all the time. Drill down, be specific. So number
1: one checked off for you?
0: Number one's checked off. And that's that's just like a go without saying. You better bring some more. That's amateur. Bring some more game on this one.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, number two, I know you do before I even say it. And this is schedule your life in minutes. In the example here, if you think about how many minutes you have in a day, it's a little over 1,400 minutes, which sounds like a lot, right? So 1,440 minutes is how much time you have in your day. And granted, some of that's sleeping and some of it's commuting and things that you don't really have control over. But the most successful people in business, so the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Elon Musks, the Bill Gateses, they're mapping— Who's Elon Musk? Elon Musk is the founder of Tesla.
0: It's a joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Almost had me there. Yeah, she's um, right. <laughs> so taking your day and again, breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. So think about your five-minute blocks, your 10-minute blocks. If you're sort of letting time get away from you, that is the biggest way to dampen your chances of success. You've got to track your time down to the minute. If you look at your schedule for the day, you should not have take dog for walk where it's just no block of time associated with it. I mean, that's gonna kill you not attaching time to things. One of the things that sort of is the corollary to this, which again, I know you do, is taking whatever tasks you can and minimizing the amount of time, finding the shortest path or the least amount of time you need to devote to that task. So again, let's go back to Mark Zuckerberg. He wears, and God has gotten a lot of flack for this, but now people have come to respect it. He wears the same outfit pretty much every day. Same gray shirt, gray, yep. same pants. And the reason he does that is not because he's boring. It's because that takes the, the thought out of it entirely. I mean, think how much time we would save if we went into the closet every day, just picked a shirt, picked a pair of pants, and went, rather than stand there thinking about what we want to wear for that day and sort of what we have going on and how it's going to fit and who's going to judge us based on what we're wearing. I mean, if you can just cut that out, think how much time that would save you. It's and the, you do this. The, I know you do this.
0: The choices that just eat at your willpower that don't matter. They don't have any real impact on your day that you spend all this time. Where are you going to go to eat? Things like this. And for people that don't meal prep, that's just crazy to me. But they're always like, where should we go to eat? They're eating up their willpower on dumb shit. So I 100% stand by this one. And a lot of people don't schedule. You said you should go take the dog for a walk. Honestly, that could be a good step for some people because some people just don't have any schedule. Me personally, I like to block things out by 45-minute projects. 45 minutes, I'm going to do one thing that gives me 50 15 minutes to go and think about it and then look over what I'm doing, take a walk, clear my mind, things like that. Cause I don't want to get gridlocked into a, a mind state. Bottom line, fully agree with this one. You've got to schedule your time and think about your time in minutes. If you give yourself a three hour time block, to do something that should take you an hour, we're humans. We procrastinate. We're dumb. We're going to take the time to, to stretch that project out to be three hours. I see that all the time with some bosses I work with that manage teams. Lucky for us, we only manage a few people. You know, we like to have things slim, lean, you know, but Bottom line, all these people are giving them six and seven hour time blocks to get things done. Of course, they're going to stretch the limits, bill you for it, and get it done in that amount of time. It's silly to me. So, you have to think about, in a way, you know, drawing from that last analogy I used with Instagram being your own CEO, not to poke fun, but we are all CEOs of ourselves in our own time. Absolutely. And we should delegate that time properly. If I stand behind this one fully. That's a good one. Like that? Mm-hmm, love all it. right.
1: So, we got two check marks for you so far.
0: Two check marks. I do them both, too.
1: <laughs> let's and see. Everybody if gonna...
0: who's listening, go through this checklist with us. If you don't put a checklist there, if you don't put a check mark next to this tip, these are base. Are these? These are must follows, right?
1: These are must follows. Okay. Mm-hmm. If
0: you don't have a check mark there, let's get it there.
1: All right. So number three is to remember that there's no I in team. And the way that society has taught us, I'm going is... to hate this one. <laughs> I see the look on your face already. The way that society has taught us, we're supposed to be very self-reliant and we're always told, you know, the only person you can trust and the only person you can count on is yourself. And to some extent that's true, but it's also, think about the most, the people who've achieved the greatest success in their life, they didn't do it solo. They weren't sitting behind a desk managing every little aspect of their operations, they were delegating out to people whose skills complemented theirs, to people who had talents that they didn't necessarily have the time to cultivate. So if you think about it, I mean, you shouldn't be doing, say you're a small businessman, you shouldn't be doing your web design, your video, video editing, your advertising. I should get smacked
0: in the mouth <laughs> because I do every piece of everything. Well, I and need if you think about it, I
1: mean, remember you telling me about one of your bosses that was a mentor to you and. And one of the things that made him so powerful was he knew a very little bit Mm -hmm. about each thing, enough to be able to oversee people and tell whether they were doing a good job or not. But he didn't have the time and shouldn't have taken the time to delve in and become an expert in every facet of his business. Mm Because think how much much of a time suck that would have been. You need to find people whose strengths complement yours and who can add to what you bring to the table and not feel the need to be everything to everybody. So
0: many people have given me, when I've asked them, we're talking about moguls, people that are high up, I've asked them what one of their best pieces of advice was, single best piece. They always say, hire good people, rely on good people. I fully agree. And this is, honestly, I don't have a checkmark here. I do things 100% on my own. I've been through a lot in my life. I've come close many times to getting tattooed on my back. We talked about this, a bear and it says trust no one coming off that bear like it's a, one of my tattoo goals in my life right <laughs> i don't trust anybody i barely trust kate and that says hey. a lot <laughs> that says a lot though i just i don't i i don't trust people in general i relate better to animals i think in the long run here um and that's you know a, that's a little delve into my psyche here but i like to run the ball in the end zone by myself i won't pass it and i i need to learn and i'm honestly I'm not perfect. That's one of my biggest things. And I think if I get that last piece figured out a hundred million to the goals, oh, no doubt. to the big goals, you know, and like, I'm ready. I'm ready to attack that big piece. So this is definitely one that I've got to go ahead and draw a blank on. I'm, I'm glad you said it, but to be fair, have I not been trying lately?
1: You've been doing better
0: as everything's growing. I mean, every business that we're running right now is skyrocketing fully into the green, which means I don't have time to juggle everything. So I'm watching profits bleed left and right. I've reached out to people that I have the most amount of trust possible with. So this is absolutely true. I like that one.
1: Let's be honest. If you're sitting here listening to this and saying, check. Check, check. You're probably not being realistic with yourself because odds are at least one out of the five, if not more, we all have room to work on. We're all a constant quest for self-improvement. Funny thing
0: about you, number three is also a big one for you. Oh, I'm awful
1: at number three. I have the worst time delegating because I feel personally responsible. If it's going out under my name, I feel this innate responsibility to, to double check and mm-hmm. cross check and redo if necessary. And I can't tell you how many times that's come back and bit me in the face.
0: To get to the bigger weight, we both have to learn hard how to do this one. And I've, I'm actively attacking and I just read One Minute Manager, loved it. I'm reading a ton of managerial books. So I'm down. I'm in. Hit number four.
1: All right. Ready, ready to move on to number four? Let's do it. All right. Number four is don't self-sabotage. Ooh. What I mean by self-sabotage is we, you referred to it earlier yourself, we as humans are innately inconsistent. We're sort of quick to get diverted onto another task or another project or another distraction. And we go into things with the best of intentions. So let's take dieting, for example. You tell yourself, monday tomorrow starts my diet i'm gonna have an omelet for breakfast and a salad for lunch and chicken for dinner and you, you plan it all out but what you don't do is think about all the eventualities that can come up during your day that can throw you off the path i'm super glad so. to put this one in here this is <laughs> so big so here's here's Let's let's take this example for a second. You go to you start off your day good. You have your omelet. And you get to work and you have a meeting. And your meeting runs into lunch and so you don't get to have your salad. And you say, "Well, shoot. I didn't have my salad, but I'm really hungry, so you know what? I'm going to order a Subway sandwich." Mm-hmm. You've already thrown yourself off. And then from there you fall into a tailspin because mm-hmm. you feel like, "Well, I've already messed up once, so screw it. I'm just going to not worry about it. I'll start next week." And it's that failure to plan that failure to anticipate, mm-hmm. which is instantaneous self-sabotage. And there's no Damn. better way to set yourself up for success. And the successful business people know this than, than to think five steps ahead. Think yeah. about what could go wrong and what your reaction is going to be to them.
0: You know what I always say? I have two nets for every move. It's like two ace cards. I have a backup plan and that backup plan has a backup plan 100% of the time. No matter what, even if I'm going on the offensive and I'm striking, I still have a backup plan always. So I I couldn't agree more with this one. And, you know, to kind of take this a step further, it's intertwined with number one. It's very intertwined with number one. What happens to the person that begins to plan a specific goal, they sit down and think, you know what? I just got a new fitness plan, you know, playing on that analogy. I just got a brand new fitness plan. So tomorrow I'm hitting every one of these meals. They don't take into account. They got a full day ahead. They're dropping the kids off at school. They got ballet at night and they're just basically self-sabotaging themselves. Just like you said, because they didn't take any of these other things to account, our minds have a big appetite for what we want to achieve in life even in that next day we have this big appetite but we cave in because we're not realistic we do not anticipate those cracks same difference as a person that signs up for a gym that's all the way across town just because it has better equipment instead of going to that little hole in the wall gym that's right next door to your house you go all the way across town sounds great what happens you don't make it Traffic. You get too involved in something else and you don't end up going. Self-sabotaging. That's big. I have a check mark next to this one. I do not violate this one.
1: No, one of your favorite sayings. What's one of your favorite sayings? Fail to prepare and you can prepare to fail, right?
0: That's it. That's one of those sayings that can lead you everywhere. Life's about to set up. You've got to set yourself up. You're going to set yourself up for one or the other. It's going to be success or it's going to be failure. And you know... One of the other things, being in business, being in competitive markets, what does that mean? That means that every sale that I make, every new customer that I make, every new relationship I make, there's a chance that somebody's trying to shark me and take my people from me. That's that's the, This is a brutal market. Any market that we're in, I don't care much because focus and these little elements that people just don't do. Sure, they say they're going to do it. I don't believe it. I don't believe anybody's going to do anything until they start showing me. I don't want you to. You're our listeners. I don't want you to. You're my business partner. I don't want people that roll with me too. And if you're agreeing to this, whether you put a check mark here or not, take a look at your circle. Take a look at the people that you know, your coworkers. (laughs) They probably don't have any of these checked.
1: That is a very fair statement. All right, you ready to move on to number five?
0: Number five, big one. Let's go.
1: You're going to like this one. All right, this one is learn from failure. A lot of people get very discouraged when they try something. Again, they go into it with the best of intentions and they hit it like a brick wall. And for whatever reason, say they they dump a whole bunch of money into an investment and they go in with, you know, eyes wide open as to what the risks are, but they expect to win. They don't think about the failure. They know it's there, but they don't expect it. And it happens and they're just devastated and they can't rebound from that. Because they haven't taken the time to go back and learn from it. Mm-hmm. It's only a failure if you don't take the time to dissect it and take something away from it. So if, if you meet with resistance, if you go into something and it doesn't turn out like you planned, it's not a loss unless you fail to learn from it. That's that's huge in life generally. It doesn't matter what your goal is. doesn't matter what you're going
0: into. And there's so many ways to pivot too. People just get hit. They get hit. It's a knockout punch to them when that's not even a knockout. They Literally, they don't pivot. They lose their money. They don't think about how to bounce back in any way. They don't think about how to reinvest in certain paths. You're absolutely right. We live in a completely weak society. People take knockout punches to the chin super Super easy to get laid out. They get super laid out, and this is one of the things that it's my job as a motivator. It's one of the reasons we put together Success Convo. We're not just having this with ourselves. We are having this with you, the listeners. We put this out because we genuinely want you to break through these grounds. You're gonna get knocked out. You're gonna get hit. And on the other side of the coin, with that same tip, a lot of people are not stoic. People have this thought that I'm definitely gonna win. I'm going to go out there every single time. Every new project I start is going to have a Midas touch and, it's a sheltered experience. I feel bad for people who's, who have parents that put them up on a pedestal. They're the greatest thing in the world. They get down to the real world. Oh, no one cares about your gold star and participation. you got to put in real work. you got to have real skill, real talent to get anywhere. And these people just aren't getting anywhere because of that, because they were basically babied. So I fully agree with that one. I love that one. I'm putting a check by it. So, so far, I'm only, I'm, I'm out here. <laughs> I'm four for five. I'm doing okay.
1: Yeah, you've done well. You've awesome. done well. You're pretty 80% you're is a good four, ratio You're four
0: for five Yeah I can't give you number three either You kind of No I'm not trying to claim number out. three <laughs> mm-hmm. I think number three is the most complicated too mm-hmm. Honestly Because it's one thing to manage yourself That's hard enough It's hard enough to learn how to manage yourself But then to learn how to manage other people That's tough It goes beyond just social intelligence too Because I think I have a ton of that
1: Alright so you ready for the big takeaway?
0: So you want me to go first with the big takeaway? I do You better have a good one I do mine's gonna You're going to like good. mine Mine's going to be damn good <laughs> Alright just to kind of Pull everything together here. I've had this in my head right from the beginning. And I said to myself, if this goes the way I think it's going to go, I'm going to hit this grand slam big takeaway. And I think if you are listening and you like this this big takeaway, post it and tag me. Post it as your Facebook status. Make a meme with it. Put it on Instagram. Make it motivational. Share it when I drop it. Just tag me. No matter when you hear this, the most successful people are those who are good at plan B. Plan, Ooh, a, is, good. plan a is Plan never going to work. I don't care what you think your plan A is. You better be ready with plan B. I'll go one further and say plan C as well. But just to keep it, keep it intact here, think about that. Stop thinking about plan A. And just like Kate said, you got to be five steps ahead of the game. That is what this quote means. Nothing else needs to be said. That one's a mic dropper. I love that. How am I going to follow that up? Let's see what you got. (laughs) I know you got something good.
1: Well, I want to play off of something you you presented to me the other day, which I thought was interesting. And that is, well, let me start with the big takeaway. The big takeaway is to be curious. And being curious means understanding that no matter what situation you're in, whether it's somebody, you're, you know, you're babysitting and it's a six-year-old or you're, you know, talking to your grandmother, understanding that everybody in this world has knowledge and intelligence to offer you. There's something you can learn from everybody, no matter how old they are, no matter what socioeconomic status they have, no matter what their background, you can learn something from them. And I remember the other day you said to me, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. I don't know that we'd go around doing it all the time, but it was a brilliant idea which was to go up to somebody and offer them a thousand dollars to tell you everything that they knew that was important and meaningful to them. Yeah. But I think there's some, there's a kernel of truth to that. If you, if you really went up to somebody and you said, here's a grand, I want you to tell me everything you know, everything you've learned that you feel is important to you guarantee you would walk away from that conversation with a whole lot of kernels of knowledge that you didn't have before Absolutely. that you could act on.
0: The way I would actually do this, if you were going to do it for somebody, you would give them, you would say, I'll give you a thousand if you tell me everything. If I feel like you're holding back on me, I'll make it 500. You <laughs> know good. they're going to strive for it. They're going but to here's get in the there thing, you wouldn't thousand.
1: have to do that because a lot of people, people love talking about themselves. If you initiate a conversation and ask somebody to tell you what they know or tell you about their life, they are more than happy because nine times out of 10, nobody's asked asked them before. Mm -hmm. Nobody's asked that, you know, that janitor who works at your school, what the last week in their life looked like and what they learned from that. Nobody's asked them. And so nine times out of 10, they are more than happy to engage in that conversation and tell you it's a blessing to them that you even asked
0: if i had the time i would do it with everybody i came across if i had the time to listen cuz it's going to take you a good half an hour to get that presentation from them but i think in a half an hour's time you know some people more if they depending on how successful they are and how many stories they have to tell that's just how many times they failed and bounced back that's how how long it will take that person to tell you but i think the average person half an hour they could give you their entire story and you will get so much from that and just like kate said janitor you name it, anybody. You can never assume. I talk about that all the time too. You cannot assume because there's so many people that have a lot to offer you if you would just listen. I love that one. I think that's one of the biggest big takeaways that we've had yet because this is one that people violate so often. Oh, no people doubt. People violate this. They think that they're too good to learn from somebody. Back to the you know the Instagram CEO thing. Someone puts CEO on their Instagram and maybe they see somebody that has hardly any followers or hasn't done anything. You might not know, but that guy probably sold a 200 million dollar company. Let's just say he did. You wouldn't know that. You didn't give him any time. You didn't you didn't give anyone time a day. This plagues people's success in a major way. It
1: does. And the most successful people on this planet know that they have something to learn from everybody and they yeah. take advantage of those opportunities wherever they present themselves.
0: Can we end this one with my motto? Sure. What's my motto? <laughs> What's my biggest motto? The one that I wrote down and I think you'll really like this one. Everyone that's listening, I know you'll like it. When I was in the biggest slump, of my life biggest worst times years ago i was miserable depressed all of my ventures were caving in everything i was trying and i was in a hyper state of learning what did i put on the top of my whiteboard that never came off
1: learn more do more
0: learn more do more. This is honestly one of the things that I want to carry with me for the rest of my life. I'd never heard it before, and I realized that learn more means that you learn from everyone. You learn from everyone, but you can't just learn. You got to have the left hand where you learn, and then the right hand you have to do. It's like the left hand is the shield, the right hand is the sword. You've got to have a great mixture of the two, and a lot of people miss that balance altogether. They're stuck in libraries, reading books all day, becoming professor because they didn't do enough, or they're only the other hand, hacking away, they got no shield, no defense, and no skill because they didn't build up enough and didn't learn enough. We're too cocky. You have that perfect balance. You're gonna live a fulfilled life and you're gonna live a very successful life.
1: Love it. Can I tease next week's episode? We don't tease enough.
0: Oh, you're gonna tease next week's episode. Uh This is the first. Should we allow it? (laughs) Come on. Let's do it. What's next week's episode?
1: All right, we're gonna do a it's gonna be a dual episode and it's going to be top three tips. You're going to do three, and I'm going to do three. Top three tips for getting the guy of your dreams and getting the girl of your dreams.
0: Damn. So how to seduce.
1: How to seduce.
0: Damn, I like it.
1: (laughs) Now we got a whole lot of people looking forward to next week's episode. This one's
0: going to be juicy, and I'll make a promise with you right now. I will not hold back. I'll go all out here. He's not going to
1: let you down on that one, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This will be an adventurous (laughs) podcast. We're looking forward to it. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for helping us get Success Convo out here. We do not make offers in Success Convo. Success Convo, as it is currently in its current state, has no advertisements. This is something that we do, that we put together, and all we ask is that people share this so we can spread the good knowledge. I don't know where the future of Success Convo will go. I'm looking forward to it it i'm looking forward to touching more people this is great thank you we'll see you on next week when we dive into the love connections episodes it's going to be fun